a priest, his brother, and a married guy walk into a podcast to discover the deepest truths of our day. If you're a seeker of ancient wisdom, interdimensional museums, and the Baltimore Catechism, then this is not the show for you. You're listening to the Untitled Catholic Podcast. And it starts right now. Calm yourself. (laughs) (laughs) The 25th episode of the Untitled Catholic Podcast. A dream come true here with our special guest, Monsignor McDonald. Hello. Monsignor, I, I I know you may not have listened to the podcast yet. However, I never listened you have to been, it. You have, I think you have been referenced on almost every episode oh, in all complimentary ways. How do you listen to it anyway? On, the iPhone. on iTunes. Yeah, on I, iTunes. I, yeah. Oh, oh. Okay. Which, which you have an iPhone, so oh, after I do this like episode. That. I do. You know what I just realized? Yeah. I just realized that Monsignor McDonald took over the old role of Father Brian Barr, who was mentioned every episode in the previous incarnation. Yes. yes. Cal- <laughs> the pre-Nolan era. Yes. So Ma- Monsignor's always referenced to all of our friends that our favorite priest, Monsignor McDonald. So I like Monsignor, to think of... I like to think of Monsignor McDonald as the chaplain of the Untitled Catholic Podcast. He is. You are the chaplain of the <laughs> not Untitled me. Catholic Podcast. Not me. No, no not you, McDonald. Father John. <laughs> you can't be the chaplain of your own product. And the owner. I can't oh, be oh, the chaplain oh, oh, and the owner. It's a conflict no, yeah, of interest. The you're, you're the general manager. We've decided. <laughs> I, I got to stay in his good side. He's taking me to telecare on Sunday night. Oh, We'll be on is... together. Oh, again? Yes. Yes. Year three with that? Yes. yes. Although Bishop, by the time this is released, that will have already happened. Bishop Barris will like that when you and I are on together. With yes, him. I think he, so. He will like that very much. Hopefully he will be there well, I think he during will. it. Oh, I think Monsignor, so. I think you should reference this podcast to Bishop Barris. Maybe I could. Maybe I could on telecare. Yeah, we could talk yeah. about that. We could that. talk about that, yes. <laughs> yes. That it de- it depends how good this, this episode goes. We can so, let him know that we're in the modern era. That's right. <laughs> the new evangelization. If, if, so, Monsignor, this is our 25th episode that we've recorded, the three of us, over the course of a year and a half. Mm-hmm. So, the idea today is that we want to do 25 questions with Monsignor McDonald. Mm-hmm. Okay. You so, have the questions, Justin? I have the questions, but I know Father Sean or Nolan. Do you have the questions up too? Um, I have to pull them up actually. Okay. Yeah, I, I got, I got it. To, We're good. You wanted to base it a certain way, right? It's well, very spontaneous. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is. We don't want you to raw. think about it. We want it to be real. This is raw, real. real. <laughs> Just having a conversation. I have to say, I'm I'm extremely jealous that I'm not there with you right now. You should be. I am. The last week, Sean was here in Nashville, and now he's he's home with you. So, all right. Maybe we could start by just letting you know, Monsignor introduce himself, or or do you want to ask a couple of questions that will help? No, I I say I'm gonna give you a little background too, Monsignor. We don't know how many people listen. But the people that we do listen are a range of friends and family to Catholics that go to Smithtown to non-Catholic friends of mine here in Nashville. It's a very wide audience. And we, we, have, a, we have a the few people, listeners we don't know. The people in the concerts, the concert people. Some of the concert people Some listen. Some of the concert yes. people listen. 
So it, it's a wide variety, and I I know everyone knows who you are because of name. But yeah. question one will be if you could introduce yourself. Well, my name is Father of Monsignor James M. McDonald. I was born in Brooklyn in 76 years ago, and I'm the pastor of St. Aidan's in Williston Park, your home parish. My home parish, where... Where Father Father Sean Sean said his first Mass and I preached the sermon. That's right, which is one of the best homilies I've ever heard, if not the best homily. And cried, I was so happy. (laughs) (laughs) That was, okay, second question then. What is Father Sean's ordination at slash first Mass? Is that, rank that in the best days of your life? Is it top 10, top 20? Uh Oh, uh, maybe the top three. Top three wow. best days. Yeah, top three, wow. yeah. I'm on senior. I'm with you. I, if not, <laughs> top, top three. three. That, was, that was a top three. Question three would be how long... And then he heard been... confessions right after he was ordained. Yeah. Remember that? That's right. As soon as he, I he asked hear. me permission before he was even ordained a priest if he could hear confessions right after he was ordained. He came over at four o'clock when we have confessions and did that. He, right. he used my confessional, I think, right? Yes, I did. He did, yeah. yeah. And you waited outside to let people know that it wasn't you. Yeah, so they wouldn't, you know, be afraid of the old monster. <laughs> that, but, Senior, I have to say, I went to Mass the week before Christmas Eve, so on the 17th, mm-hmm. the Sunday, yeah. and yeah. there were constantly people on your line for confession. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm always you, you trying. You have always a gift. Try. Fun oh, fact, too, I was, I think I was Father Jeff's second or third confession he's ever heard. Oh, gee. Yeah, because so I, I think I drove with Sean then. Good, that yeah, was yeah. good, that was good. That, All right, question that, three then would be, how long, Monsignor, have you been a priest? Uh, 50 years, May 27th, 1967, so over 50 years. Over 50, so 50 years. 50 and a half years. And when, when did you know... Six years old. Six years old. I didn't have to discern. I didn't have to think about it. I didn't even ask people questions. I I was like all the people in Scripture whom God calls. God called and I said, yes, I'm ready. Let's (laughs) Let's do this. You like that. Let's do it. I didn't have to think about it. Give up my girlfriend. Go into concerts. Excuse me. uh, (laughs) I just went. St. <laughs> Paul, Jeremiah, you know, all those people. The apostles, they left the James and John. They left the father in the boat, minding his business and his fish. Excellent. <laughs> that, that's what I... <laughs> and then when, what was your first parish as a priest? Oh, St. Matthew's in Dix Hills. I loved it. And how, how long were you there for? I was there from uh, June 17th till uh, May the 12th. Uh, June 17th of 1967 to May 12th, 1976. Nine years. Oh, okay. Is, was that different? Is Because now it's usually five years. Yeah, right? it was different because my pastor got along very well with the first bishop. And when I was on vacation... He asked the bishop if I could be extended. And the bishop said yes, because the pastor had done the bishop a favor. Hmm? Nice. That is nice. Well, 
I, I think that's a good introduction. Father Sean, do you have anything add to add to the introduction? No, are we up to five questions, or was that six questions? No, that's five. Okay. Justin right, and I are so keeping track. We're okay, keeping good. track here. So I think we're going to get into some of the more fun questions, Monsignor. Oh, oh I didn't do. Oh. And, and then we'll get into the, more of the religious questions. It will get more deeper. So I think, Nolan, you kick off some of these fun questions. Okay. All right. Some of these, these burning questions we're all dying to know. Well, well, uh, what if if you would were listening to the podcast, and I don't blame you if you're not listening to it. But one one Most common people thing people don't listen. To I didn't know right. how to do it. <laughs> well, well, basically, he'll you show know, me. Sean will show me before he leaves. <laughs> he will. He will. That's his. That's his next task. But we'll fill you in. One thing we do is we talk a lot about movies because we're all movie fans. So we're all dying to know. Monsignor McDonald, what's your take on the latest Star Wars film, The Last Jedi? What? What did you think of The Last Jedi? The Last, Star the Wars? last Jedi? Yeah. I don't even know about the first Jedi. I never watched it in my life, and I don't intend to. I never watched it. Nor did okay. I listen, nor did I watch the Shawshank Redemption. You've never oh, seen Oh, my Shawshank. God. No. Uh, that's, a, that's a very Catholic movie, I think. I'm glad it is. The last movie I saw was Titanic. I watched it three times. All right, so then I'm going to add a question then. Yeah. What, is your favorite, what is your favorite movie? Probably, uh, in addition to uh, Going My Way and The Bells of St. Mary's, uh, probably Mr. Holland's Opus I love that. Mr. Holland's Open. Oh, that's, that's a, that's good, a good movie. That's a great movie. It shows what a good right. thing a teacher can do. Like, you could in, be a teacher, in... Justin. <laughs> I know, you could. Do you think I could be Mr. Holland's Opus? I think you could. <laughs> I'm trying to steer you in that direction. I'm trying, but I've we'll been see. singularly unsuccessful. I told the bishop how good you are at youth ministry. You could be directing it in the diocese. I hope I, I hope I get to meet Bishop Harris soon. I've yet to meet him. I hope you do soon, very soon. Yeah, I'll I'll be back in New York in in a couple months. So he'll he'll be glad to meet you. Yeah, that'll be good. Um, all right. On on while we're talking about music, yeah, music. What, what would you say? Because Mr. Holland's Opus, that's music related, right? Yeah, somewhat. I don't know much about music. I, I'm not very interested. I like Credo Three at Mass. <laughs> <laughs> so I, then you don't you don't have it. You're you don't have a favorite Toby Mac song then. Toby Mac. <laughs> no, I wouldn't even know one of his songs. <laughs> and you can't. You probably can't understand them if you did. <laughs> All right. That's the, you know, what I, you, you know what I think about that kind of music. <laughs> it's rubbish. All right, then what is, uh, we heard a rumor that you, you enjoy QVC. What is your favorite QVC show? Well, actually, you know what I like? I like um, the cooking show, uh, Cooking with David. Oh, he's a, he's I don't a guy. I heard that one. Yeah, he cooks. He, you know, he sells all sorts of food and pots and pans and things like that. But what I like about nope. it is it's funny because it 
It shows that consumerism, materialism gone amok. And, and mm. every, every product on all of these channels is flying off the shelves, which, of course, is a total lie. <laughs> it's a, but you didn't hear about one of my other favorite programs that will be what more interesting that? to your listeners. What is it? Say yes to the dress. <laughs> There's one of my favorite programs. I, I have to know yeah. the reason. What what, what is, what is it about? Say, what is it about say yes to the dress that that draws you in? Well, what, what interests me is that after a day of people telling me they they're sad or there's sickness or they're unhappily married or there's mental illness or somebody's dying or whatever sad things sometimes they're very happy things but are sad things it's like comic relief to think that these girls think that their life depends on you know the ten thousand dollar dress and then they say you gotta say yes to the dress yes i'm saying yes to the dress <laughs> and then the whole world is wonderful and then they ask this question they say well, tell me about your fiance that's after they get to the price point and these girls will say, he makes me laugh. Well, there's an awful lot more to marriage than laughing, honey. <laughs> Preach. I think you have to be the chaplain of Say Yes to the Dress as well. Yeah, there's another one I like, too. Four Weddings. Is that a movie? No, it's a, it's a reality show where these girls evaluate each other's weddings. Some of them get married in Catholic churches. Imagine and that. They're, and they're very snippy about the reception and things like that. <laughs> well, wasn't Father Lachlan on Say Yes yeah, to the Dress? Say, yes, he was on Say Yes. Not, uh, he, not on Say Yes to the Dress on Four Weddings. I think. Oh, okay. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. He was he was the priest doing the wedding. I don't yeah, think they interviewed him or anything. Oh, okay. Yeah. Nolan, you want to ask a couple more questions? Yeah, sure. If you could have lunch with anybody in the world, who would it be? If I could have lunch with anybody in the world, you know who I think I would like to have lunch with? They're dead, though. I'd like to have lunch with Agatha Christie. Mm. That's a good choice. Oh, the the crime novelist. Yeah, that, I would like to have lunch with her. Pick her brain I've a little bit. So much, I've gotten so much enjoyment from her books Great and answer. movies and characters. That's what I'd like to have lunch with anybody in the world. And Excellent. All right, so if... If there was a famous person right now that you could convert and have them become a priest, do you have someone in mind? Yes, I do. Justin <laughs> McGalvey. <laughs> oh, God. I'm, oh. <laughs> oh, I'm just flattered that you think I'm famous. If you ask a stupid question, you'll get an intelligent answer. <laughs> Father Sean, well, I think text... I just texted Father Sean questions to ask. I think okay. he, he wrote down to ask. So, okay. Father Sean, why don't you ask okay. one senior son while you're with him? I'm glad you're not asking too much about, you know, the hypostatic union. <laughs> well, that's coming. Don't you oh, yeah. buckle up. That's coming. So yeah. if you could pair, could, could pair ice, ice to something in the spiritual life, what would you compare ice to? If I, ice? Ice that you would put in a drink. What would you compare that to? Uh, people who don't go to mass on Sunday. <laughs> I thought 
you were going to say ice is like sanctifying grace. Well, I, th that's good ice. But oh. that, when you're talking about the spirit, ice is like sanctifying grace, yes. But, but if, I'm with you. I was, I was thinking, thinking cold as ice. Cold, icy, stony heart. You know, I, I love, I have a glass of iced tea right here. I love ice. Lots of ice. ice. Cold. I believe what should be hot should be hot, and what should be cold should be cold. And so does God. And so does God, Justin. <laughs> He's a glutton for punishment. So my, my next question is cooking with garlic, a mortal sin. A mortal sin should be reserved to the Pope. My mother didn't believe in garlic at all. It's terrible stuff. I don't, I don't believe in garlic. Oh, my God, my poor mother. Oh, my God. My father used to like to rub it on the salad plate. Oh, terrible stuff. Vulgar. Vulgar. Oh, it's terrible. Would you want to kiss anybody who had garlic to eat? Who do you want to kiss? I don't want to kiss anybody but the altar stone in my breviary. My kissing days have caught and long gone. <laughs> So, I don't like garlic, no. <laughs> My next question is... I love cheese, though. Cheese is also like sanctified. Che yes, right? cheese I wouldn't trust great. somebody who didn't like cheese. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah, cheese, yeah. So, in that same dairy... That same dairy... Sorry, I just um, offended anyone with a lactose intolerance, by the way. <laughs> yeah, that, but even yeah. they want to like cheese, they just can't. Yeah, but true. with we that... With that I don't have anything like that. With that theme of lactose... Um, what would you What would you prefer, whole milk or skim milk? Oh my heavens! I don't. Oh, I don't ever take skim milk or low fat or low artificial sugar or artificial anything. I want the whole, I want something really Catholic, genuine. This is Not the truth, garbage. people. My mother didn't believe in any of that stuff. I mean, that's <laughs> none of that. That's not. If that's not infallible right there, I don't know what is. No margarine, no nothing, nothing. Not country crock or any garbage like that. What about, what about um, so a question that Justin didn't text me, but I did write, oh, what would be a better job, tour managing for Toby Mac, Toby Mac or, or being a priest? It would be much better for Justin to be a priest. <laughs> you, you know, uh, St. Mary Euphrasia Pelleche founded the uh, Sisters the, uh, of the Good Shepherd. And I used to give retreats there in Days of Recollection. And there would be a, a statue I would have to pass by going into the chapel every time. I never forgot it. One soul is worth more than a thousand worlds. Would have that's that. Good. And that's what she said, and that's what I believe. That's, awesome. that's what I believe. That's awesome. Seriously, I do. One soul is worth more than a thousand worlds. Wow. I I think we should <laughs> go go into more of the on that topic. What do you think, Father Sean? Because yeah. we have certain questions, Monsignor, mm. and then we'll end with some more fun ones. But I think usually, like, our You're very good is... at these questions. You're very good at this. Thank you. This is all of us. It's, I, it's Nolan, I, too. I this, he's, he's I'm the enjoying this. I, the operation. I, I thought it would be an agony. <laughs> <laughs> we, would, 
We would never torture you, Monsignor. As far as I'm concerned, this we could stop this podcast right now. It's already the best one we've ever done. It's, it's yeah, done by far. By far. <laughs> so that kind of to explain a little bit what we'll get into. A lot of what we do in the podcast is joke around for like the first half. And then the second half, we either bring up questions or something we're thinking about partially to educate other people it's usually to educate myself and then just to hear father sean and nolan talk um yeah, you, you, sort of so, have... you, you soften them up to give them a little religion yeah exactly exactly like it's like mary poppins you know the, what, what makes the medicine go down a little bit of honey of makes the medicine go down. Sh- exactly so, yeah, yeah. So, so the well so that was the spoonful of sugar yes, well, that's <laughs> that was the sugar yeah. We'll probably end with sugar too. Thank God. But in between. <laughs> Father uh with Father Sean, do you have the questions? No, I think Nolan, if you want to kick off. Yeah, the you know first. what? I'm going to kick off with one question in particular because um I have a little a, a little beginning story to to start the question. So, Monsignor McDonald, I doubt very much you would remember this. Um but the first time I actually met you when it was when I was 2 years old. No, and, I don't remember that. Yeah, I wouldn't think so, but that's okay. Um, I was at my sister's baptism. You baptized my sister at Our Lady of Perpetual Help Church. And the baptism, at least as far as my parents remember it, I was too young to remember, but my parents remember it much more like an exorcism than a baptism because of the way my sister was screaming and carrying oh, oh, on. Oh, 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 oh. It was one of those deals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just we used that. Been- I just use that as a segue um, for my question. What do you say to a young couple baptizing a baby desiring to raise their child Catholic today? Well, first of all, uh, when you get couples like that, you're really happy. Because I would say most of them, people, they're not that bad in the sense that they have the idea the child is going to make confession, reconciliation, communion, and and hopefully confirmation. They have that idea. They don't have the idea that they're going to go to Mass on Sunday. They don't have that idea. But I think they, they have something. They have something. So I would encourage them to, uh, you know, speak about Jesus Christ, to read about Jesus Christ, tell stories about Christ, take the child to church. You know, all the things my parents did. Things your parents did, right? Yeah. But what it, it's very simple. It doesn't have to be complicated. No, no, it does. It's it's, it's, I, I just I ask because it seems like in the world we live in, um, it's complicated. But I agree. It, and when it when it really comes down to it, it just it's it's about loving God. It's about making God a part of every part of your life. Yeah, and, and it's every part of your life. And I think something I learned that I didn't know when I was. Justin's age and your age to look for the good and the uh, you know the great intentions of people and not see the weak part so much look for the good mm. because most parents there's nothing they wouldn't do for their children and so if you can make religion a little more attractive maybe they're not going to go to they're not going to go to mass every Sunday unfortunately Right. But if, if at least you can encourage them in anything they do, I think that's great. That's awesome. But I, it took yeah, me a while kinda... to learn that. It took me a while to learn that. Oh, well, I appreciate you imparting it. 
One of the questions we have, which may be related, is what is some of the best advice that you would give a couple in pre-Cana preparing for marriage? Um, well, I'll tell you one of the things today I talked to them about. This might surprise you. Uh, and very serious. One of the things that I have found as I go later into my life as a priest, I talk about alcohol and drugs in their life, if that exists in their life, because that is a surprisingly big factor. And then uh, I would talk about understanding, deepening their love for each other, uh, realizing that they're both imperfect people. We're all imperfect. Don't expect perfection out of anybody but Jesus and Mary. That's the only place you're going to get it. And to, to, really, to really try to understand that you're dealing with, we all have weaknesses, we all have bad points, and, and a lot of things in life. A couple called me up the other day, uh, a week ago, Saturday, uh, December 30, 30th, and they were, they were the first couple ever married in St. Matthew's Church in Dix Hills, and I married them. Wow, and they wow. said they wanted to talk to me because I married them. The woman talked to me. Uh, because I married her 50 years ago, and she wanted to talk to me, you know. And she said, you know, marriage has ups and downs, and you have to be aware of that. Nobody mm -hmm. goes through life unscathed, even if you're in the concert business. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it has ups and downs, doesn't it? Lots oh, of yeah. scathing. Yeah, I mean, lots yeah, yeah, <laughs> lots of scathing. So that's, so that's true in, in marriage, and the things that you... I, I tell people very seriously the things you have to expect. And if you're not ready to, you know, really roll with the punches and and really love the other person and stick by the person in times of misunderstanding and difficulties, then you're really not ready to get married. Mm. So in, in the same in the same vein of vocations, mm -hmm. what is advice that if a, a, someone were to come up to you with saying that they're discerning the priesthood or religious life, what's kind of your go-to advice? Well, the first you? question I asked them, I mean, this may sound stupid. I used to do this as the rector of the seminary. They would come in, i say, do you go to Mass on Sunday? So I start very basically. And whether they do, mm -hmm. whether I, I start very much. And then I encourage them to be people of prayer, but not heavy prayer at first. I, I start light. I, I put them on a schedule of light prayer, maybe, you know, uh, meditation two minutes a day, saying a decade of the rosary, and I try to build them up so that they'll have something that they will always do. But I don't start with something that will overwhelm them. And, and Justin, believe it or not, you don't believe this. But I, I, would say, I, I would say to them... I believe everything if, you say. If, if, they, if they really want to get married, if they really want to get married, get married. Because it's fillies for them to be a priest or a religious if they're not going to be happy, if they're going to be tortured living that life. I mean, I'm a priest. I love being a priest. You know, that's, and you have to have that. If you don't have it, it's like being married. If you don't really have enthusiasm for marriage, it, it, it's not going to be good. 
If you don't have enthusiasm for being a priest, if it dies out by the time you're 47, and then you're busy playing golf or, you know, I don't know what, uh, going on vacation, a lot of vacations, that's, it dies. You don't want it to die. Mm. It's a lifelong commitment. And same thing with marriage. Amen. You have to have the enthusiasm for it, yeah. even though they're going to be difficulties and, and, and great points too. Good. So you mentioned uh, one of the first things that you you say is mm-hmm. that if the person goes to the priest and mm-hmm. asks about their prayer life. Yeah. There was someone that came to you um, that's never prayed before. Like they're they've never grown up in a church. They don't know anything about Christ. How do you? What would you say? Where do you start in terms of prayer? Like what's the what's the prayers for dummies one hundred and one by Monsignor McDonald. Well, I'd have to talk to them about Jesus. And then the, I'd teach them the prayer, Jesus, I love you. That's good. That's, That's good. I, I, awesome. I, yeah, I have to talk about Jesus. I mean, what, I, I, but I get very few of those cases, thank God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I'm, I'm willing. That's awesome. Father yeah. Sean, you want to jump in? Sure. What would be your favorite book of the Bible? My favorite book of the Bible. Hmm. I think um, I think my favorite book in the Bible would be Paul's epistle to Timothy, the second epistle. Preach the gospel, be constant in season and out of season. There will come a time when people will not listen. They will heap up to themselves uh, you know, teachers that tell them what they want to hear, but you be constant. And that's what I think priests and teachers of religion need to know. I think that's so important. And with something else that we know, we kind of talked about it before, um, one of the things that you're known for is is confession. Yes. And we have uh, in, in the front of the rectory we here do. at St. Aidan's a confessional that people could come in Anytime, so, what, but nine to nine. Yeah. Why is for somebody who who maybe hasn't been in a long time, or maybe someone who's listening who isn't Catholic mm-hmm. and doesn't know why confession is port, important? Why would you say confession is important? Because when you make a good confession, you are in touch with yourself, and in you're in touch with the heart of Jesus Christ. And generally speaking, if you do that when you leave, you are going to have the most terrific experience you can imagine, especially if you've been away from the church or away from God for many years. And so I try to make it as easy as possible. Some people don't go to confession. This may surprise you. They, they, they're worried about they forgot the formula or they mm. forgot the act of contrition or they don't know how long it's been. I don't care about any of those things. The main thing God is interested in, you are sorry for your sins. And they don't have to give a a computer printout. They have to do the reasonable best they can. I tell people who have been away, don't examine your conscience. Just get in the box. I'll examine it. I'll find out everything in a minute or two. (laughs) (laughs) One One of the things that I like to tell people when I'm preaching or talking mm-hmm. about confession, is I'll say, you don't need to know what to do, because mm-hmm. I know 
what to do. And we say that. Yeah. You we studied it. We know what to do. I, I go to confession, and I've heard confession. Even I go to confession. Yeah. So on that, on that vein of, of confession, what would you say to someone who feels like um, God can't love them or do, can never forgive them for something that they've done? What would you tell someone in that position? Well, I, I would say I have a great line from this vision of Christ, the apparition of the Sacred Heart, which is one of my favorite apparitions to St. Margaret Mary, happened in the 1670s, I think 1673 to 1675, right around in there, and he said, in my heart, sinners will find an infinite ocean of mercy and love. So if, if God says that, I say, if, if it's an infinite ocean, I think of Jones Beach, which I don't care to go to. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't like sand, I don't like sand, suntan oil, and I have fair skin. I don't like that. But when you look out at the ocean and how vast it is, it's only a small picture of the mercy of God towards each person. And Bishop Brennan has a great line. You know, people say, I can't forgive myself. And, and I, Bishop Brennan said, I always tell them, you don't have to. God already has, hmm. <laughs> which is a great line. That's a good line. Yeah, because people say, I can't forgive myself. You don't have to. I'm sure Bishop Wren will listen to this episode, too, to hear I, you. I don't, does he know how to get, does he ever heard of this podcast? I talked to him about it today. He said he wants to know when we're, when this one gets released. Yeah. yeah Bishop Maybe Wren. he'll be a guest one day if you put a good word in for yeah. us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah but I think he will be, yeah. because he knows Bishop Barris is a great believer in podcasts. And last year, he mentioned some things I never even heard of, in addition to Instagram and Facebook and what is some of the Snapchat. other things? Well, Snapchat. Snapchat. It was some other thing. I heard of Snapchat, but uh, yeah, he's a great believer in this. Yeah. Well, how many? How many word. people do you seriously think listen to this? Seriously. Depending. Probably. On probably, probably more than you think. Well, we do have some statistics. Yeah, give it to them. Uh, be honest. Recently, recently, we've been getting more people. The more consistent we are. The more people we get, so that's true point, in life. Yes. Learn that. Yes. Learn that. <laughs> Learn that. That's how I succeeded with the Spanish apostolate. He said, "If one person comes, we'll have mass every week. We'll have it. If one person comes, we'll do it. That we'll have Bible the way it should every be. two weeks or some such thing." But yeah, we have. We have. At one point, we were getting about two hundred people downloading. That's fantastic. And then now we're down to about. Depending on the episode, between sixty and a hundred. Well, I hope somebody listens to this. People will listen. We have a consistent yeah. proof. I have a feeling this is going to be a heavily downloaded episode. Yeah. Okay. I hope so. We're not using you as a as a ploy. We'll use yeah. Father Duffy as a ploy. Oh, he'll be interested. He'll tweet it out to his thousands yeah. of Twitter followers. <laughs> a, a couple more serious questions, Monsignor. Yeah. Um, so I, I, and I'm not just tooting your own horn because you're here. I do say that you are probably my favorite homilist when it comes to a, a weekly, daily, whatever, whatever mass. So how do you prepare for a homily? You know, I have to be honest. Uh, one of my big failings is I'm not a great preparer. 
I, uh, I think about it beforehand. I think about the one point I want to make, and I think about something touching I can say that will really get into people's hearts when I'm preaching, and something they are interested in, not how the temple was constructed 4,000 years ago, <laughs> which has nothing to do with anything today. I'm not interested in that. I'm interested in their lives today. Not how the temple was constructed or what people were eating or they weren't eating or what they would do. I'm not interested in that. <laughs> you don't care about cubits? No, I don't care about how many the cubits there were or how big the ark was or it wasn't. Uh, that. No, I, well, I say that with all respect. But I think preaching has to touch people where they are, where they're hurting, where they're wondering, uh, where they're hoping, where they're looking for something. That's where it has to touch them. If it's just the same old thing and this, uh, they heard years ago, it's, it's not. My first pastor, Father Goggin, said, you're always telling people the same thing, but you're dressing it up in a slightly different way to make the message more attractive. And I think that's what we have to do. You have mm -hmm. to get into people's hearts. I mean, you've heard that expression. Preaching mm -hmm. is reaching. And that's the way I look at it. Preaching is reaching. You're reaching into somebody's heart. You're trying to touch that person. Well, right? I, I'll, I'll never forget, Monsignor, when you visited my youth group. Oh, yes. And then you you preached. And there just was do it. Just idea. do it. Just, just do it. Just There's do it. There's a kid wearing the, a, a Nike shirt. Yeah, and that was the whole message was I to know. just just do it. jump that, into your faith. Just do and then it. And called it. David Echeverria up. Yeah, I called him and up. And everyone was hysterical. But it was, they remember, was it was a simple message, but that's true. It's true. It, it sticks with you. Yeah. And you know, all it these people, awesome. if you listen to Christ, the message is not complicated. It's simple and direct. But people it are is. always expecting some, something to make them feel intellectually better. No, they're supposed to feel, they're supposed to be spiritually better because they've touched God. That's and, what I think. And every Monsignor McDonald homily begins, My dear friends in Jesus Christ and our blessed lady. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and you know so what? I'm, and and you know this, Justin. You know why I do that? You know, Father, Father Shamanad said, I believe he said it. If he didn't say it, he should have. <laughs> he, he said, We do not pronounce the, Mar the name of Mary without obtaining some good. Mm. And that's a perfect segue <laughs> into your next question, Justin. Yes. So, um, if if I've gotten asked before, and I always kind of struggle as to a good, quick answer. If someone were to ask, "Why do Catholics pray to Mary?" What's the response? Be because. Her son likes it. And if you know how, if you, th that's the way I, I look at it, because he can refuse her nothing. And yet we can pray directly to God. We know that. We know that. But remember, you go back to Cana in Galilee, the first miracle, at the request of the Blessed Virgin Mary. And that's, he likes to hear her ask. That's what I believe. And then you Simple. have a very str 
Yes. I'm you, very strong. You have yeah. a very, so that's why I, yeah. I, I would say, but I have a very strong personal devotion to Mary. And mm -hmm. I, I, I do that. I, I say, I have never been turned away when somebody is dying. Never. Never. So I attribute that to Mary. Now don't try to break my record. <laughs> if I were dying, I would definitely not turn you away. <laughs> that's incredible. Yeah, so, I mean, that's that, awesome. that, so that's why I say, I mean, I've seen the power of the Blessed Virgin Mary. I mean, one time I knew somebody, you know, really needed to see a priest. And I was, was in a parish I had been to and this and I thought about it and I was just there and I just decided, I said, I'm going to see this person cold. I'm just going to go and visit. I just, I just felt this impulse. And the person said, I'm so glad to see you. I'd love to receive communion. I just went. I just felt the impulse and I did it. I didn't have a discussion or a seminar or a discern. I just did it. Just do it. Just do it. That's what? incredible. What? <laughs> just do I just it. That's discerning and discussing and oh god. Now I remember I remember a homily that you gave once and I don't know if I don't remember if it happened to you or somebody that you know or if it was just a story yeah. about a woman who was going to leave the Catholic Church. Yes. And it, was it to you? It, it didn't happen to me. I, I read about it in the Catholic Digest, as a matter of fact. Okay. And she went and she told the priest in a parish she was going to leave the Catholic Church because of marriage or some such thing. And he said, oh, he said, before you do, I just want you to do one thing. Go over to the Blessed Mother's altar and say goodbye to her. And she said that she went over to the altar, but she couldn't do it, so she never left. Wow. Yeah. Wow, that's a, <laughs> that's a great line. I mean that's that's that so awesome. I think that's I think that's true. I mean the priest was very wise. Yeah. And I do think people should get give much more credit to priests than they do. Because a lot of priests, even if they're not stars, even if they're not great homilists or organizers or anything like that, they give what counts. They give their heart, they give their soul, and they give their time to the church. And they spend time with people nobody else will be bothered with. Nobody mm. else will be bothered. The least of the brothers and sisters of Christ. And they spend their time with them. And they That's help a great them. point. I mean, and even though they may not be stars, they may not be, you know, and anybody may know about them or anything like that, they're stars in the heart of God, the eyes of God. Amen. That's what I think. I really believe that. Father Sean's both both a star in the heart of God and of podcast yeah. fame as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's, I, well, he's very, you know, into these things. <laughs> All right. Clarity on uh, movies. He made me look like an idiot in front of the bishop. <laughs> not intentionally. Not intentionally. Not intentionally, but he's... Were you just talking about the Shawshank Redemption? Is that oh, why? yeah, the Shawshank <laughs> Yeah, that's where that line I didn't comes know whether, from. I didn't know whether it's about some animal that had been injured or what it was about. <laughs> I had no idea. I never saw the darn thing. <laughs> I, they were all talking about it like it was the greatest thing since sliced bread. I didn't I know what it was. No, oh, that's any. a good segue. That's a good segue, Justin. <laughs> yeah, I, Nolan, ask question 11. All right, well, the... the in, is it question 11? Is that what we're up to? 
Well, it's question 11 on your list, but we're well past question 11. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, I was thinking your, I was thinking about list. the question that you were just going to ask. What the one that I had highlighted that deleted? Yeah. I thought that was oh, a good okay. I thought that was a good that, thing that because is, that is a good question. A good segue um, because the 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 best thing the best thing obviously since sliced bread or maybe even before obviously even before sliced bread is the Eucharist. So what is your definition of the Eucharist, Monsignor? My de- what do you mean? My definition is the, it's the body and blood of Jesus Christ. Well, that was a test. I the wanted source, to make sure you would this, say that. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, what do you expect? I mean, the Eucharist is the center. I guess of a better everything. way to and a the better crisis, way to ask. The crisis in the church is that people no longer believe that in large numbers. Mm. They don't understand what it is at all. Right. Well, I, I guess and, that, and I that's, that's that's what I would say. Well, I guess that's what really I, I meant to ask. And a better way to put it would be yeah, yeah. like, what 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 would you say? How, how would you explain the Eucharist to somebody who really doesn't understand it? Who's maybe even a Catholic who's been going through the motions for years, but really just doesn't get that. I'm going to give a, a very simple explanation that, that I heard a little kid give once. And he was comparing the Eucharist to the crucifix, and he said, "When I look like the when I look at the crucifix, it looks like Jesus, but it isn't. When I look at the Eucharist, it doesn't look like Jesus, but it is." Wow, that's a that's a simple way. A simple way. People are how old is that kid? What? Oh, about eight or nine. Is he a priest now? I don't know, but I mean. a simple explanation. We believe that Jesus Christ said that the Eucharist is his actual body and blood. And that's in the Protestant Bible, the Jehovah's Witness Bible, John chapter 6. They just have to read it and read it in Greek. And he keeps repeating it over and over again, I think three times, whatever it is. Just read it. All right, Nolan. All right, we have, now we have, we're going easing off. We're going back we until... All right, to the mindless questions. Going back to the sugar, but Monsignor, we're going to end end the podcast with the toughest question of all. But until then, yeah. we got like four or five sugar questions. Good, good. Give me sugar because the tough ones, I'm not that smart. So all right, you want me to start off? Yeah. Yeah, do number 11, Nolan. Okay, this is one of my favorite questions to ask young people that I've worked with for years. And it's, it tells you a lot about the type of person when they answer this. So God, be prepared. <laughs> Monsignor McDonald, would you rather be a giant hamster or a tiny rhino? I wouldn't want to be either. <laughs> That's the most ridiculous question I ever heard in my life. I don't want to be an animal. I don't even know what a tiny rhino looks like. And I'm a hamster, I think, looks like a rat. I don't know. What a silly question. I don't want to be either. <laughs> I'd rather be a tiny rhino. What? That was, uh, that was the perfect answer, though. That, that was the perfect that answer. That was the answer I was hoping for. That was the answer Nolan was hoping for. Oh, but for the man. record, I'd be a giant hamster, because giant <laughs> hamsters eat tiny rhinos for breakfast. Not that oh. I thought about this. Oh. You must watch the Discovery Channel or something. <laughs> You'd be better with QVC than animals eating each other. Anyway, if there was, if if there was a show on this Discovery Channel about giant hamsters and tiny rhinos, you better believe I'd be watching that. <laughs> <laughs>
anyway, somebody else save the podcast. <laughs> All right, my senior, yeah. I got one for you. If you could get a tattoo, what would it be? If I could get a tattoo, I'd run away from the tattooist. Didn't you ever <laughs> When I see a tattoo, to tell you the truth, I know Justin likes to hear it, doesn't like to hear this. This repulses me. <laughs> Just the idea of a tattoo, it's disgusting. I know that's all, I know I'm old, but I didn't. Except mine, you like mine though. They're all, they're, they're based around Mary. <laughs> you can have a miraculous medal. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Father Sean, your turn. So we know that in the church there are some songs. You have no tattoos. No, not Thank yet. God. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm not going to get that tattoo. I'm afraid of needles. Oh, needles. And I don't oh, like needles. Oh. I don't need Fa- to. Father Sean has a tattoo of a skull with a mohawk smoking a cigarette. Oh, God. Oh. I, I will say this, though. Is, 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 is this an appropriate time, Father Sean, to say that there are certain trends about me, Monsignor McDonald, that at first Sean teases and then slowly adapts. Is that fair to say? Yeah, I, I would say that there are certain things that Justin has done, and he did it before it was mainstream. He, he, he was someone... Oh, who, he's not mainstream! Who, who was ahead <laughs> of the curve. And then a lot of the things that he does, whether it's certain clothes that he wears or, or different things like that, different music that he listens to, at Haircuts. first I think... Haircuts. At first, I think it's stupid, and then eventually, I see that he's he's wise, and that there are certain there are certain good things to the, some of the things that Justin. Uh, I'm not gonna get a tattoo. I'm not talking about a tattoo. I'm, I'm hoping he get. I'm hoping. He, I'm hoping he get a Gillette razor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my goodness. Of course, your All brother right, used Sean. to look like the Smith brothers. He <laughs> <laughs> looked like the Frog guys. Like guys. Yeah. Sorry, right, Father Sean. Who would be? Have you? Who is your favorite little rascal? You ever watch the Little Rascals? I I watched them. But I never liked them. I never pay. I mean, I never pay. My sister liked them. I didn't pay any attention to them. What about the Muppets? Do you have a favorite Muppet? No, I don't know one from the other. <laughs> They're all poor slobs. They're like the, J- the Jedi or whatever they are. The Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> Jedi. Yeah, I didn't know the first Jedi. Why would I know the first? Last? I don't know anything about the Jedi or the that, that Star the Wars, the Star Intrigue, or whatever they are. I don't <laughs> Give me I Love Lucy. <laughs> and say yes to the dress. Say yes to the dress and four, four weddings. I don't care about these things. Oh, one of my favorite programs is a little... It's a little non-Catholic, but one of my favorite programs, British programs, is Are You Being Served? And another one is The Vicar of Dibley, which is sort of silly, but on The Vicar of Dibley, there was something very inspiring. I think the person who wrote it didn't even realize, the woman who's the minister said, I used to be doing X, Y, Z, until I read the Sermon on the Mount and took it seriously. Mm. Ah, that's pretty yeah. good. There's a lot to the Sermon on the Mount. Yeah. Every yeah. once in a while, those those movies and stuff uh, have yeah, every so they say to have, offer. It, Yeah, they do. They do. It's like your podcast every so often. <laughs> every so often. <laughs> 
maybe maybe even the concerts. <laughs> something oh, to offer. Oh. All right, Father Sean, ask question eighteen. Nolan, you'll ask sixteen, and I'll ask the last one. Eighteen. So you're at mass, Monsignor. Not necessarily at this parish, but at a parish. Doesn't matter. And and the closing hymn starts. What's the what's the hymn that's gonna make your stomach curl? That you were like, why are they playing this song? Amazing Grace. I hate it. Whoa. I can't really? stand it. Wow. I am that, not that... a wretch. It's I am a not a wretch. Answer. I'm redeemed by God, Christ. I'm not a wretch. I'm not a wretch like me. <laughs> if you ever wrote a book, would that be the title? I'm not a wretch by Monsignor McDonald. Should be. I have to think about that. But I think that's yeah, going to be that's... the title of this podcast. I am not a wretch. Uh, you know what, Monsignor oh, McDonald is not the is not the first priest to to say those exact words to me. I've heard that before from priests. So yeah. really, yes. What do I like to hear the closing hymn? Two, two hymns I like. Lift high the cross, and my favorite one, I'm having this for my funeral. Holy God, Holy we, God, praise, we praise thy name. All three verses Classic. sung with enthusiasm. With <laughs> fervor. With fervor. I love it. I love That's what I'm having for my funeral. Well, not in the near future. I no, a very long, long way away. Yeah. Because you have good genes. Yeah, good genes. Not skinny genes. No. No! Oh! Oh, Father Sean may have fair enough. Oh, I hope he doesn't have any jeans, does he? I wear jeans once in a while. Oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> I wear my clerics 95% of the time. No, keep working on it. <laughs> well, you want to leave room for improvement, you know? Keep working on it. No, you hold on, hold on. Before you continue, you told me once that you wore your clerics during a stress test. I did. I had a stress test. I did. Because I don't have any... I don't. They told me to bring secular clothes. I said I don't own any. Do you sleep in your clerics? <laughs> no. Pajamas. Okay. Yeah, but you're not going to wear pajamas to a stress test either, so... <laughs> I'm not wearing pajamas any place out of my bedroom. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> we should get you a pair of cleric pajamas so yeah. they look like clerics. Yeah. <laughs> that would be great. That would be awesome. All right. Uh, last question uh, uh, until the final question. So second to last question. I'm getting nervous about the last question. <laughs> if you had five... Yeah, the, the, this one's controversial, but the, the last question's even more controversial. <clears throat> if you, This question is this. If, you've had, if you had five minutes alone with the president, what would you say to him? I would say to the President Trump, you have done a great deal for our country in the sense of economics. And I think you have done a great deal in improving the culture of life and giving us the Supreme Court justice that I think will be favorable to life. But I would encourage you to think about the sufferings of human beings, particularly immigrants, and the truly poor and the truly marginalized and to develop a, a heart for those who are less fortunate than you are and, and we are. That's what I would say. Beautifully I said. Would pray, I would praise. I would, I would praise. How do we get you in front of the president? <laughs> I, I don't think that's going to happen. 
<laughs> I, I don't think that's going to happen. There's a better so, chance of that happening than I'm listening to this podcast, though. Yeah, yeah I think that's true. That's true. <laughs> so, Monsignor. However, however, been... however, I once wrote a bulletin article about Larry King. Is that right? Yeah, he was interviewing Art Linkletter, and I made some comment on it when I was in Dix Hills. Eight weeks later, at 7 o'clock on a Sunday night, a man called. He said, this is Larry King. And he said, I am Larry King. He said, you sound like the real one. He said, I am the real one. <laughs> he said, my article. <laughs> so you never know. Wow. <laughs> you never know. You never know. That's awesome. So like maybe, maybe, maybe I'll hear. Well, yeah, he did. Maybe you'll hear from Donald. Maybe you'll hear from Donald Trump. You don't know. You never know. We can he get might, a call from the president. I might. You don't know. I'm waiting for one from the Pope, but I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what, what was the Larry King article about? It was about uh, he was interviewing Art Linkletter, and they were talking about you know the afterlife and things like that. That's oh, all that okay. <laughs> was that before the internet was popular? No, the internet was gone. It was okay. while I was in Dick Sills. I wrote that article. Hmm? That's awesome. So you never know. Uh, it's true. You never know. So that's now why we got to speak the truth when you when you have the opportunity. Am I right? Yeah, that's right. That's true. When you have the opportunity, be prudent, but speak the truth. Now, what's the terrible question you have for so me? So the final question. It's always the hardest <laughs> one we ask. Yeah. Um, so the the last question of the podcast, Monsignor, is. Who is your favorite Magaldi? Well, let me put it this way. Amen. Oh, we got cut off. We got, we got cut, cut off, cut by off the final amen. amen. That's you our don't final have to amen. Question. Well, wait, let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think, well, you I think we might have to make an exception. This is well, the we make an exception. Stop. I won't tell you. I have a favorite. It's not you, but you could easily become the favorite <laughs> if you got ordained. I can't imagine how. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. The only person I, who's been allowed to go past the final amen at Senior McDonald. That's right. I think it is safe to say this is the most fun I've ever had on this podcast. Really? Yeah, I would agree with that. And I've had a lot of fun. And we've learned a little bit, too. Yes. <laughs> is it over? Just I don't about. want it to be. That's the thing. It's, we've been going at it for a while now. I don't want it to be, though. Good. Okay. So then that means, that means Monsignor, will you, will you ever come back on our podcast? Yeah, I will. Okay. It was Excellent. not as aggravating as you think. As You're not as bad as I thought. I thought it would be all sorts of tough theological questions or something. No one would listen to us if we asked those I, questions. You know what? You know what a good ep I, I think I'm gonna throw this on the radar. We should do an episode where we just talk about the day a day in the life of Monsignor McDonald. That would be a good... Yeah, I'll pick a good day. Yeah. Not a boring day. <laughs> pick a good day. Like, and like, then we'll do a, a, a day in the life. Like you woke up, had a time. glass of whole milk, watched a couple of episodes of QVC. Like, you don't want anything <laughs> like that. Have you ever watched QVC? I, I have. I, I have watched QVC. Yeah. You had a... it's, it's not a sin. No. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> you, you, don't have, garlic. you don't have to confess it. Right. No. 
It's not like garlic. No, garlic is garlic is garbage. You know you eat things with garlic in them. You just pretend it's not there, like most people I, I, when they I, sin. I, I pretend it's not there. <laughs> I'm sure you've eaten garlic at our house before. I'm sure I have. <laughs> I had to use mouthwash afterwards. <laughs> My dad doesn't listen to our podcast, so he oh, can't. Thank he God, won't, he won't change. <laughs> He'll his listen to this one. He might listen to this one. Okay. So, Nolan, any any final things to say? No, just thank you so much, Monsignor McDonald, for being a guest today. More importantly, thank you for your priesthood. Um, you're Nolan, always, uh, Nolan, where do you work? Do you work at Saint John the Baptist? No, I work at Holy Trinity. Oh, Holy Trinity, I thought you worked at St. John the Baptist with Father Ketchum. I didn't know that. No, I'm over here at, uh, at Holy Trinity. So, and, uh, and, uh, But I just, I thank you. You've always been a great inspiration. Good. Thank you. Okay, great. Likewise, Monsignor. Okay. Thank you for being here. Okay. Father Sean, any, any last words? I'll say this. I'll say two things. My usual thing, God bless everybody who listens to this podcast. And the second thing I'll say is, Although my senior McDonald didn't get me into the seminary, he was he was the one of the main reasons why I stayed. So thank you for I, that. I get partial credit. <laughs> yes, you partial do. You credit. do get partial credit. Partial, yes. credit. partial credit. And you preached at his first mass. I did. So. I did. Yes. I did. I did. One one still one of the best homilies ever said, in my opinion. Yeah, I was afraid if I didn't do well, your father would kill me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it was possible. So that's g- good instinct. Okay. All right, Monsignor, we'll talk to you soon. Thank you. You've been listening to the Untitled Catholic Podcast. See you next time.